Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, August 20th. I'm Rachel Lippman. Ahead, North Main Street in St. Charles has seen a new liquor law, more police presence, and three bars close in the past year and a half. These changes seem to mean less crime for the area, but along with that comes smaller crowds and less business. Bar owners are calling for the law to be changed again. Here's the three words that we want out of any new liquor laws. Historic downtown district. Just write new laws for the entire city of St. Charles. St. Louis Public Radio's Nicholas Tellup will tell us what bar owners want and what City Hall might do. But first, the news. The state of Missouri has received more than 2,100 applications from businesses who want to participate in the medical marijuana program. The window to submit applications closed yesterday at 4.30 p.m. That was an extension of the original deadline, which was Saturday at midnight. Lyndall Fraker is the director of the medical marijuana program. He says the decision to extend the deadline was a good one, especially because the state received more than 800 applications in the last 24 hours. We had learned over the application period that there was a lot of questions, a lot of people calling and and asking for assistance with their application. So we wanted to give that give that full service to everyone. So we felt like moving it to a business day would help do that. Fraker says when the state announced the deadline extension last Thursday, the Department of Health and Senior Services had received only 250 applications to grow, product, distribute, test, transport it, and more. A top Missouri Republican says the state dropped more than 100,000 people from the Medicaid rolls because they don't qualify for the program. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, Republican Speaker of the House Elijah Haar says the state's been using a new computer system to determine eligibility. Haar says previous administrations had not been making sure recipients were eligible for the insurance program, which covers low-income and disabled people. He also says an improved state economy means Missourians are making more money and no longer qualify. But Washington University professor Tim McBride, who until recently oversaw the Medicaid Oversight Committee, thinks the state's economy hasn't improved enough in recent years to push so many recipients off the rolls. Most of those kids probably still should be eligible for Medicaid and unless their parents' incomes doubled or tripled, and I don't see evidence in other economic data to suggest that's what's going on. More than 850,000 people were enrolled in the program as of July 2019. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Health officials have found mosquitoes carrying the West Nile virus in St. Charles County. The county's Division of Environmental Health and Protection has been trapping mosquitoes in the county all summer, but this is the first time they've detected the virus this year. Although officials say there is no cause for alarm, they are asking residents to remove any standing water from their property and eliminate potential mosquito breeding grounds. West Nile virus can cause a range of symptoms, including fever and vomiting, and can be deadly to humans, but human cases are rare. Only one person has contracted the virus in Missouri so far in 2019. That's according to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.
in St. Charles is seeing less crime after incidents in recent years led to a new liquor ordinance. But the drop in crime corresponds with a big drop in business. St. Louis Public Radio's Nicholas Tellef reports bar owners want the liquor law to change again. Friday night seems busy on North Main Street in St. Charles, but Eric Sohn says there aren't nearly as many people as there used to be. The main thing down here right now is the crowds are just a lot smaller, you know. This time last year, you'd have 3,000 people down here on a Friday, and tonight, you know, between all the bars, there's maybe five or 600 people down here. Sohn is the general manager of Quintessential Dining and Nightlife, one of more than a dozen bars and restaurants on these three blocks in St. Charles' historic downtown district. After a few crimes on Main Street gained attention, the city council passed a new liquor law last fall. It went into effect in January. The law includes special rules for the historic downtown district, and bar owners say they're cutting into business and want them changed. Only in this district do bars have to sell a minimum amount of food each year to keep their liquor license. Under the old law, the minimum was $200,000. But the new law mandates at least 50% of sales revenue must come from food. Sohn says that could hurt bars with smaller kitchens who rely on more profitable alcohol sales. Another bar owner, Tony Bethman of Tony's on Main, objects to laws that only apply to the district. Here's the three words that we want out of any new liquor laws. Historic downtown district. Just write new laws for the entire city of St. Charles. Parts of the law do apply citywide. There's a new point system for all liquor licenses. Various violations, like serving a minor, result in punitive points. Six and a half points means the city can revoke the license. The new law also creates a liquor commission made up of the police chief and other city employees to which businesses can appeal. Something else changed last year. In the spring, the St. Charles Police Department started assigning a detail specifically to patrol North Main Street on Friday and Saturday nights to address concerns about violence. Officer Jordan Exum, one of four officers assigned to the detail, says police have developed cooperative relationships with bar owners. Everywhere we go, we know a business owner or employee, so if we have a problem, we know somebody by first and last name in most places that we can go to and be like, hey, This is something that you guys need to address, and most of the time they fix it without us even having to say anything again. And it seems to be working. Department statistics show reported incidents have dropped by more than half in the first six months of 2019, compared to the same time frame last year, from over 300 to 143. Exum says there's significantly less drug crime and virtually no trouble with guns. Bethman says the change is visible. Well, look at these flowers I got. I got $1,000 worth of flowers out front. Those would have been vandalized in a week two years ago. Those wouldn't have made it over a weekend. Police and bar owners point to another change that has helped reduce violence. Three popular bars closed in January when the new liquor law took effect. Billy Beanie used to be a bouncer at Bobby's Place, one of the three shuttered bars. He says Bobby's Place didn't attract a bad crowd, just a big one. I feel like... The reason we have more incidents is just because we were one of the most popular bars on the streets. I mean, whenever you have a lot of people at your bar, the chance of something bad happening goes up. The drop in crime and the possible impact on business has not gone unnoticed by City Hall. St. Charles City Council member Mary Ann Ohms represents the first ward, which includes North Main Street. She thinks the 50-50 limit is too restrictive. 
What's more, other new safety measures are keeping the area safe. We install cameras. We've got lights that come up. It's a zero-tolerance environment now. So I wanted to see those work before making it more strict or more difficult for these restaurant bars to make it. She recently proposed changing the minimum ratio to 25% food and adding a representative from Main Street to the appeal board. The council withdrew that bill right before final passage to make more revisions. Ohms plans to work on the replacement law and hopes to have it to the council in the coming months. I'm Nicholas Tellup, St. Louis Public Radio. You can see photos and a map of North Main Street at our website, stlpublicradio.org. Holly Edgel and Shula Newman edited that piece from Nicholas. Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. The music you hear on the gateway is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Rachel Lipman, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.